Welcome back, Crush A Lot Podcast. I'm your boy, Cheese. As always, from Miami, the bodyguard, Kalina is here. Kalina, how are you? I'm good. I just got back from the gym. The end of the week. I just came out of the gym right now. We have voices and background noise. Cause that's how we do it here. Um, and you know, it's interesting time in music. We're, we're coming back to the producer series by back by popular demand. People wanted more highlights on producers. So we got together a bunch of people that we're excited for. So welcome to the show from New York. So I have a, you know, I have a, whew, anyone from New York always get me pumped. Uh, 183rd uh, producer Thanks. out of uh, the Bronx. Good, sir. How are you? I'm all right. How y'all doing? We're good. Um, doing good. Thank you. What are you doing right now? Because they can't see you, but what are you doing right now? Were you walking yeah. in the street? I was speaking to my man earlier. I just Before you came on, I, you said you just came from the gym. I just got out the gym. Because he hit me like, yo, we ready. And I was like, all right, give me like five minutes. I, got I just came out the gym. I, I did not go to the gym. The gym is across the street from my house. I just looked at it through the window and go, not today. Um, so I'll keep the I'll keep my dad body in shape. Um, it works for me. Um, saying that, uh, 183rd, you you the one of your latest releases just came out now. Uh, High Horse is available now on streaming services. Yes. Go hit the links below. You have uh, the the release. With Young Griselda earlier in the year, Bodega Bam, and all those things, you have a sound that is is definitely within the contemporary sound of hip hop, but yet definitely feels rooted in New York um, appeal, which makes it for me an old school cat who likes boom back a nice transition where I could really enjoy the new sound, which is tough for me to say because I'm not always a big fan of the new sound. So anybody who right. does that kind of new sound, uh, trap elements, um, really needs to really be good for me to really thump with. So for me, it's been an enjoyable journey going down the rabbit hole of your music. When did you decide I'm going to do this hip hop thing? I'm going to do this beat thing and, and really make a go for it. Um, that'd be like, Oh, like Oh six, like yeah. Oh six. I was doing it before that. You know what I'm saying? Like 2000, I was just picking the beats. I was like A&R, BCDs. Remember that? I don't know if any of y'all know, but back in the days, it wasn't really the email or it wasn't, it was like somebody had just dropped a BCD off. Many BCDs and then you'll just grab the, the best sound, the best beats you want and then put it on one CD, write fire and then give it to the artist. And then and you wouldn't even know who beats it is. Like I, I'll have Alchemist beats or... Cause I, you know, Johnny Stripes been had relationships with all them dudes. So I have just Blaze Beats, Kanye West, unknown producers, up and coming heat makers, whoever. And just I'll make my own mix CD in the studio or at home or whatever. And then smoking another artist named um, Numbers that he used to work with. Long story short, they'll let me do that. But then as time started, you know, beats started getting slimmer and slimmer. Because, you know, you can't use none of them dudes' joints. That's their, that's their holiday career. So, Dizzy wouldn't be able to really use it. They wouldn't. They ain't know him. So, he just like, yo, one day he like, yo, I'm, I'm about to um step it up. Won't you make beats? You listen all day. You can't just be sitting around here all day. You know what I'm saying? So, I was I was, I was was doing something completely different. And I, I, I just went and bought um some equipment and all that. I bought the computer. FL Studio. My man hooked it up. I'm not computer savvy. And... It went from there. And my first placement was Nipsey Hussle. Um, the bulletin got my, uh, 
Bullets ain't got no name. Three. Five and three. Okay, so we know that you're super busy and you've been doing this for a long time. How is it that you became to be so cool uh, with Smoke and do so much for people who don't know Smoke Dizza and then do so much work with him? Um, honestly, because usually a lot of musicians aren't really, really friends unless they both popular and they doing it for the fans mm-hmm. and they making this. But me and him really fan, uh, friends, you know what I'm saying? So I, um, I watch his kids. When he first had kids, like I, I, I got the experience to be a parent, kind of. Because when he had kids, it was like niggas was like, "Yo, you got a kid? This is like it was an adventure." Like, yeah, <laughs> twins. So we really cool. So you know, it, it starts from that with him. To be honest, you know what I'm saying. Now, and when then, you work with him professionally, do you feel like that's the advantage of him being a friend, or an actual friend, or do you find that yeah. sometimes a little bit harder? No, it's not harder because it's like it's like a, it's like a touchdown. Like, let's just say this. I'll say this, be honest. Because I'm not, like, a, the weird producer. Like, they're they, they like, you know, I know you're a female, but you know how it, it only could be one female rapper? Producers is like that. They're very territorial when it could be a whole bunch of us. You know what I'm saying? I get inspired by others. So, like I said, I was picking the beats first. So, let's just say around 08, 09, 2010, 11, when he did the first joint with Ski Beats. I was hyped because I'm like, oh, shit. He did Jay-Z shit. Mm-hmm. So, I'll take that back seat. Like, right now, he rocking with Pete Rock and Benny. I ain't on that joint, but I did shit with Benny, too. You know what I'm saying? I got Benny on my resume. And in the future, I got stuff, you know? But it, it be, it's hype. I be hype about that. And, you know, you've been really, really busy this year between uh-huh. Energy, um, Uptown. You just did the 100,000 single. You did the Salsa Con Fuego with uh, Bonnie B. How did you, I mean... How did you decide, oh, I'm going to do this project with Bonnie and I'm going to do the production? How did you do How did you do that? Was that based more on a personal level or because, oh, she's fine, I'm going to do this? Hold on. Sorry. I'm sorry. Well, what happened was um, <laughs> me and um, Bonnie had a, a project before this one called Chronicles of a Gangster. And I was like, oh, all right. So what I did was um, I did like four or five on that one. And I wanted to put that out, just an EP, four or five. But she was like, yo, I got other shit. I don't want to. She just put it out, basically. So I was like, all right. So me and Vance was in his crib in Harlem on the east side. And I was like, yo, let's do a joint together, a project. Let's do like a 10, 183rd project. And then it morphed that day. We did like six records. Then it did like six, but undone. Like two would probably be done and the other four was undone. Then it morphed to like, yo, we're going to just do it Bonnie. She, she part of the 10 girl. She's an artist on the 10 boys label, you know? So that, that's how that happened. It was like, yo, we just going to you Bonnie and take the training rules off her. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of, that's why Bams is on so many because it was supposed to be me, him, and like a 10 boy thing. You know what I'm saying? But then it moved to her. So can you say, would you, okay, I can't assume, but I can say that if you didn't think she was fired, because, you know, she is a female and there are, nah, she go. She you go. know, I assume that that's why you also wanted to work with her too. Like, of oh, course. this is fire. Of course. First of all, she rap. everybody always say this about females rappers too, because I don't see nothing different from female or male. If I like what I hear, but she rap better than mad people, male or female. Like she... She raps, she write her own, she do it on the spot, she don't write at home, none of that. Put a beat on, and she got a different flow. See, people doing 
a lot of artists now they doing things in their comfort zone. And when I say comfort zone, I mean like they don't even want to do a, a different flow or nothing. They want to be able to do the same. They, they flow is pre-recorded. Like, so they could just say anything because they saying the same, they doing the same flow on the same type beat. But certain artists like this, it'd be like a different tempo. He could rap on it. Mm-hmm. And I look back at history and I'm like, only the great do that. Like Biggie did Notorious Thugs, but he could still do, he could do anything, party record. Only the greats could do that. Some greats I was listening, I'm like, nah, this nigga can't rap the you know what right. I'm saying? It's true. It's true. It's only only certain people that have this type of yeah. I don't Buster know. Moms is like that. Ludacris is like that. Jay Z is like that. It's just That's the versatility. Right. Cameron is like that. The versatility. I say yeah. this all the time about the Jizz. I go, Jizz is great lyricist, but my dude has this, raps the same way in every song, and like he needs to speed right. up his cadence or go crazy somewhere. That's why I always like the RZA. Saying... RZA was un- unorthodox, yeah. but you never knew what you were gonna get with him. Sometimes it was good. Sometimes it wasn't. But at least he was out the box, and as a, I'm trying to be an engaged listener, and that's important for me yeah. in terms of just yeah, listening. Yeah, so that's 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 about it with Bonnie. She could do different flows. I don't know if y'all listen to the whole project, but none of the beats are the same pocket over and over. Which I'm not mad at that. I like consistency too. Of course, of course. And I mean, to me, it doesn't make a difference whether you're female or male. But I mean, kind of in this lane, you're not really going to get a female who's too versatile either. And then they kind of sound the same, uh-huh. too. And then that's it. Uh, that's it. It's a short it's a short run. Oh, it's always some it's always some super sexual like anyways. I, ain't gonna say I mean, yeah. no, no, you're right. You're right. It is a super sexual type shit. But like, I, but I'm noticing, you know, sorry to cutting you off. Sorry for cutting you. What I'm noticing with the females now is, is not the excuses, the men. The women are voluntarily doing that. Like, you know, like you put, they, they're putting themselves in the box. It's not that men want to see, see y'all naked and all that. Now men are saying, <laughs> yo, damn, shorty. You know what? It's like women that, but... musicians see it the same way as anything, though. They see social media, they see people on the internet, and they see what sells. So what's going to sell? What's going to sell? I, the more clothes I take off and the more raunchy I rap, then it's going to sell, right? And that's a lot of people. But then there's the other perspectives that are not like that. Uh-huh. Anyways, anyways, it don't matter because a lot of females... A lot of people, I mean, they want to be mad at them for being over-sexualized, but at the end of the day, they got a, a audience, man. People buy it, and they love it. So you got to blame the people, because the people making the millions for millionaires. Right. That's true. That is true. That I don't, is true. That's I don't, why I said it don't matter, because I don't really... Bonnie, Bonnie don't want to only do that, but she can get like that, too. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? She can get like that, too. So I just... You know, her and Naima, they both very versatile. And I like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't they think that business plan problem. will work for me, though. I don't think. I don't think. It I think. works for some people. For others, it doesn't. And then, you know what? Shoot, that's it. That's yeah, what that's they're the going to do. That's the game, though. You can find your lane and just and, and do that. That is a good thing about hip-hop right now. There's many genres of it. So it's hard for There's me to always it, yeah, say, like, it has to be a certain way. I like that it's different. I like that it has... Every generation is going to have their own sound. I'm, you know, I'm old enough to understand that. And I, and the biggest thing for me as an older listener, yeah, listen, I'm about to be 40 years old. You're going to have to say okay. some shit to hold it down for me. I'm just beyond the point of just talking, hearing the same thing. You're going to have to say some stuff that we're like, oh, that's a new idea or thought. That's, I think that's why older listeners get a little jaded sometimes. Like, 
how much of the same rhetoric we could hear from a, like a 20 year old or 25 year old. I need to hear something that's compelling. Um, but I, I do think it's out there. So it's an interesting thing. I think it's for me, out there, but they got to be open minded too. Yeah. You know what I'm oh, yeah. saying? Like, I don't I'm like pretty, that. I'm pretty open minded, dude, you know, with that. I think I don't like that. They don't want to listen to a trap beat. They don't want to listen to something that has no drums. They want to listen to things that only have drums. Yeah. It's like almost something with the old. Oh, yeah. like you gotta I only want to listen to Jada Kiss, but when Jada Kiss drops something, you're still not getting it. So, like, which one? What What is it really that you want? Uh, I did an interview with Sadat X not too long ago. We talked about that, so go check that one out. I, I had an interesting conversation online on Twitter with another producer uh, called Sharp, and it had an I, I had a thought in my head that I wanted to bring up with you is really how do you how do you protect your craft and your music in this day and age of how we do things, especially the way labels handle things, and and, and what, what and you mean though. Just like rights, your masterings, your like how that goes, ownership oh, that, of music. That shit is a headache. That shit is a headache. I'll tell you this. I don't want to say it like you, but just put it out. Because even if, like, you see how Juice World's getting sued now? He's getting sued. He, like, he got sued twice. He got sued for, like, recently, 15 million, and then he got sued for Acid Dreams or something like that, right? Lucid Dreams? What was that song? Lucid, Lucid Dreams. Yeah, so he got sued twice. Well, he got sued once, but he was about to get sued. And I say, damn, that, he just showed people a loophole because he's getting sued for $7 million on one of them. On the first one, he got sued for $7 million, but he made like 20 already. So it's like, I'm not going to fight the cease and desist. Hey, God, you want the most of the public? I made 20 already, 20 M. So go ahead. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you want seven? You want the, you want the, or like, like what Robin thinking them before they, Fought the lawsuit, from my understanding, they made like thirty million, and Marvin Gaye Estate just wanted two, wanted the rest of the royalties, which is like, damn, nah, because this is gonna make money for the rest of the life. But I made thirty, like I made thirty already, thirty million. So I don't know if you put out a free mixtape and it, and you gross a million dollars, and then somebody comes and say, yo, that sample right there, I want seven million, or I want the remainder of the royalties. Of one record without clearing, I'll take that. I'll take that hit. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll You'll take, take the hit because you already made money. You already exactly. made the profit. And then you're going to always be able to perform it, Stu. They ain't, they ain't getting no money from that. The artist still going to be able to always perform it. Now, I don't rap or nothing, but the artist got at least still go, you know what? I'm still going to it. So I'm still getting 50, 60 a show, whatever. And Stu, I'm sure if you negotiate where you get like 20%, 10% or something like that in, in, in that. So, I mean, that's one way. That's one way to look at it. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, what do you have around the corner? We have the new stuff um, out now. High horse. Go hit the link. Everything's in the link below. You don't gotta go be searching nowhere. The links are below. Go just tap yeah. in, check it out. If you have streaming services, it's not gonna cost you any more dollars than you're spending right now on your subscription. To so go check it out, and if you if you enjoy it, tell other people. It's on Audio Mac if they don't pay for DSP. Yeah, if, if you don't have Spotify, whatever, you could find it. We'll put the link below for you. Don't have to look. What do you have you around the corner? Buy it. Even if you stream, yeah, you, you can should still buy it. it. You could. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I just I just threw that one out there because it's like you know some some people you know whatever a listen is a listen. Yeah, you know what, I'm saying? what do you have around it's, the corner? It's up there. Say it again. What do you have yeah, around the corner coming up? Yeah, the year. Up? Now, what do you have coming up? Do you have something? Well, I, got some, 
right, well, me and Manolo, we just get the part two. That's getting mastered right now as we speak. That's getting mastered. Um, I ain't going to say the name, matter of fact, but that's done. I'm working on, I don't want to, I like to surprise y'all like a month or two ahead, but um, but it's a year's almost, what, two years, two months in. Yeah, so well. December, I'm coming again, Pause. And <laughs> November, <laughs> in November, um, knees be, I'm coming out. I'm coming out in November. Huh? The knees buckled. And I'm gonna do because usually I used to do the instrumentals on all the projects, but now what I'm gonna do is I'm probably going all the projects that don't got the instrumentals. I'm gonna probably do a project for each one, or alternate like how they is doing the chop not slop. Maybe just alter the cover, and it'll be all the instrumentals to it. So it'll be a separate project. So we'll be all together. You know what I'm saying? Hear you. Mm-hmm. Crutch a lot podcast. If you're new to the show, thank you for checking out the show. We greatly appreciate it. But we really, really want you to go hit the links below. Go check out 183rd's catalog. I think there's a lot there to enjoy and get excited about. Um, so go hit those links uh, below and let other people know what you're listening to. That's the whole thing about hip hop, what makes it special. So as much as we like our subscriptions and our numbers, we want you to really go and support the artists in any way you can, whichever way you can. Um, it's a wonderful time to be a hip hop fan. On 183rd, thank you for your time so much. Kalina, well, I as always. Y'all having me on. Catch everyone in the next producer's episode. Peace. All right, peace, my brother. Thank you.